powerful about this place. John chapter 10, verse 10. I'm trying to be sensitive to what God wants to do. I don't want to rush out of my routine. But I'm telling you, the Lord is up to something strong among us. And um, you being in this place today, the Lord brought to you, it, it, listen to me, the Lord knows where you're going, so for where you're going, he'll drop you and bring you into certain kinds of gatherings. I feel the need to tell you that there are going to be tables that you'll be seated at in this next season of your life. And he brings you to those tables because the tables speak of where you are going. And the Lord has brought you in this place to this table because there's a certain type, there's a certain level of food that he wants you to eat that prepares you for where he's taking you. And uh, I feel like many of you are about to see major shifts in your life. And uh, that shifts are going to come on the other, on the other way of, uh, of obedience to the Lord. As you obey him, you're going to see the victory coming into you. You receive that? John, John 10 and 10, let's go there. The Bible says the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. Very important. The thief comes to kill, to steal, kill, and to destroy. Oftentimes, the devil tries to make you think that God is taking from you. But you've got to have the understanding that it's hell that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But this is my favorite part. I have come. This is God. This is Jesus. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled Blocked and Released. Blocked and released. Thank you, guys. Um, we have uh, starting a brand new series today entitled Robbed. Everybody say robbed. Um, hence the antics um, demonstration at the top of uh, uh, the message today is uh, to communicate to us the uh, understanding that the enemy um, is trying to rob us. But he's not only robbing us as it relates to finances, but many of us have been robbed in faith. Our faith has been hit, and so therefore it's been very difficult for us to believe the things that God has said to us. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Some of us have, we've been robbed in relationships. Yeah. That paranoia came on us where we started thinking that everybody was against us, so we moved into self-sabotage and started messing up connections that actually came from God himself. But because we didn't have the right eyes to see, then we ended up messing up what God was sending to us, and we got robbed of connections. We have been robbed in so many different areas of our lives, and oftentimes we're robbed because we're not diligent enough to pay attention to what's going on. Um, recently, I've gotten several words from like prophets and stuff in my life, and they were like, hey, I want you to be very watchful over your money. Be very watchful over your money. We see something trying to come towards your money. So I, I, I listen to God's prophets. Amen. Glory to God. So, I, so I, I've been even more so. I usually check my accounts at the top of every morning. Now I check about three times a day and, and, uh, and, and on purpose. And as I'm checking the accounts, I realize that there was somebody who was um, shopping at Walmart in Minnesota on one of my cars. Now, I do travel the world, but I've never been to Minnesota. And my car surely has not. Um, and because I was paying attention watching my accounts, we were able to see that someone was trying to steal from us. Now, listen to me. It's very important that you understand that many of us, we are being robbed and we don't even know it. Because we're not diligent enough to pay attention to what's going on around us. In this scripture right here, when it talks about the word thief, it is the Greek word in its original language, klepto. Some of you with me right now. Which means to steal. But the picture being painted here is that it's a bandit or a pickpocket or a thief that's so artful in their way of stealing that you barely recognize that you've been robbed. That the enemy acts a certain way and operates a certain way that oftentimes you're robbed and have no idea. So today the question is, have you been paying attention to what's been going on in your life to realize that stuff has been taken from you? I don't even play concerning my kids, man. I'm diligent about my children. My kids go anybody's house. I have a list of questions. 
Because I don't bail my kids go to anybody's house. You say what you want to. I don't play that. So, so when, but the house they even go to, and it's people I trust. But I told the 10 o'clock experience that, yeah, I'm going to trust you, but I don't know who you trust. So I don't know. Y'all, you get low church. I don't know. I don't know who been in your house. Do you know that, and this is not to scare you, this is to wise you up. Do you know uh, most molestations that happen happen from people that kids know? So I'm not going to let my gifts from God go anywhere without my kids can't stand it too. I'll be like, who you took a bad with? Who was in the room? Anybody try to touch it? They was like, ew, now, I, I, daddy, why are you asking me that? I'm going to ask you again here, and I'm going to make sure that you are, n- nothing's happening to what's mine because I'm going to be diligent to watch over what is mine. Are you getting this today? You've got to start closing up the gaps because some of us, we've gotten robbed simply because we didn't pay attention. Are y'all here today? We got robbed simply because we weren't alert. The enemy is roaring. He's a roaring lion. And he's seeking whom he may devour. You've got to pay attention. You've got to watch. So this is where we get our English word kleptomaniac, which describes a person which is uh, persistent and almost it's part of their impulse to steal. It's a part of their makeup. So, there's some people who have been kleptomaniacs that have been rich celebrities who have gotten caught on camera in stores stealing but had millions of dollars. They weren't stealing because they needed it. It was just a part of their makeup at that time. It was a part of their impulse. That's how the devil works. The enemy just steals just to steal. Are you understanding what I'm saying? This is why you can't play with him like he plays fair. Have you ever been at a place where something was very tempting and you was like, I want it? This is a wrong church to be religious and fake. Let's, let's be real. There's been stuff. It might have been a bowl of ice cream, whatever it was. But you have looked at something that you know you shouldn't have. And you was like, I'm, mm. I'm mine is telling me no. But my body... Tell me, yeah. <laughs> Just playing. You get, there's a. It's like I'm being driven. Anybody relate? I'm being driven towards this thing. And a lot of times we flirt with hell because we don't understand how much hell wants to kill us. I'm going to say it again. We flirt with hell because we don't know how much it wants to kill us. Right? Because perishing, perishing, the enemy wants us to perish. It's his goal for us to perish, to perish. To perish is a slow death. At first glance, you don't even know you're dying. But over time, you start declining. And do the decline, all of a sudden, you find yourself in a rough place. How many of us ever gained weight before? Come on. And while you're playing, we can see y'all. And so, uh, we, so you, we have a, a game weight. And if you're like me, it was like one day I looked in my mirror and was like, how did that happen? It's just like all of a sudden, you was like, where did life go? The enemy will have you in such a haze, you don't realize it. And sometimes because you're enjoying something at the moment, you don't realize it's killing you at the same time. Because you're enjoying it at the moment, you don't realize it. Because if whatever it is, it feels good right now. So I'm not realizing that I'm drinking poison. I'm not realizing that that relationship is poison. I'm not, I'm not realizing that connection is poison. I'm not realizing that door, even though that door looks so good, and I could assume that it's a God door, it just might be a door from it. Not every door comes from heaven. Some doors are set up to keep you from fulfilling heaven's plan. That's why you got to talk to the door before you go in the door. Jesus said, I am, watch yourself, the door. If you had no conversations with the door, you shouldn't walk through the door. 
You got to talk to God about doors. He understands how they operate. So the enemy is just of his makeup to steal from you. Just to rob you. It has nothing to do with nothing except you belong to the kingdom. And I got news for some of you right now. You are currently being robbed in your life. You're being robbed currently right now in your life. There are things that are being taken from you because we have not been alert. Can I say this to you? Without the presence of the Lord, we are void of, of being alert. Because otherwise, we're capped off into, Pep, we're capped off into only seeing through the natural eye, which will never give you what you need to see. Okay. Part of my benefits as a child of God is that I'm not locked into this world alone, but I am, I didn't say this in the first experience, so you need to get this, this is for y'all at 1230. I am not locked into this world alone. I got supernatural access that allows me to see beyond the surface. Are you understanding this? So when I show up, wherever I show up, that's why it has to be, it, it's very important that part of my regular routine is that I remain in the presence of the Lord. Because when I arrive, wherever I arrive, I need to see through his eyes and not just my natural eyes. Hello, church. I got to see through his eyes. And that's why, that's why the discerning of spirits, that's why the gifts of the spirit are important. The discerning of spirit, prophecy. I know we want to just operate, just sing a nice song and just go home. But if there is no power, if there is no supernatural move of God, I don't want to hang out with you. I only want to be what the kingdom of God is. And Paul said, my preaching will not be in wise man, man's wise words and vain babblings and all of these types of things. But he said, it's going to be in demonstration of the power of God. That's how I pick a church. Does it carry power? And not just hollering and running, because we're going to holler and run. But after we get out of here, we're going to be seated at the ballroom table and make some moves. Holler! We're going we 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 to start a new business when we walk out of here. Don't think because we praise the way we praise that we are ignorant people. No, we're not. We're people full of wisdom. We're educated folks with degrees, fool. And we know who we are. And when we walk out of that door, we're going to transform society around us because we've been with him. You hear what I said to you? We've been with him. We've been with him. We can change the world. Woo -wee. Uh, and so you've got to pay attention because the enemy, he is doing his best to take stuff from you out of his impulse. Out of his impulse. So you got to, no one, I had an uncle. Let me tell you this. Some of you heard this story before. If you have, good. Listen again. I have an uncle. He's a drug addict. Hope you're not watching. And alcoholic everybody has that one family member at least one you know I, I got a whole bunch but you know some of you got at least one okay you can act fake I don't care if you come from the suburbs you know what I'm saying because people think the drugs ain't in the suburbs it's just different drugs boo you can get the expensive stuff we gotta go get you know Watching a Whitney documentary the other day, that she's a crack at the whack. She's like, yeah, I ain't having that. I can pay for something better. God bless her memory. We love you, Nippy. So it's important that you you remember this. My my uncle, he he would come in houses. I remember this when we lived in New Orleans, and he would take stuff in order to get you know drugs, alcohol. And and what's important for you to understand? Is that uh, we, didn't, we didn't just, you know, tell them, get away from us. You can't ever come back here again. We just watched our stuff. You become wiser. You don't leave uncle at home by himself. Why y'all? You know, you, you, so some, of you, some of you think that you, loving you is treating you the same way. No, loving you is not giving up on you. But I'm going to change my ways because you're a little crazy. You got to change the game as it relates to how you're dealing with hell. Hell done ripped all this stuff from you, and you think you can just keep on going the same way, playing nice, pretty, cute Christianity? I need to know, I just got to check the room. Any warriors in this room today? I'm trying to raise up a group of people that look at the devil like, what fool? What you want to do? Well, what's up? What you want to do? How you want to do this? How you want to get down? Let's talk real quick. Because I'm not going to 
allow you. You're going to get your hand off my children. You're going to get your hand off my money. You're going to get your hand off my family. Back up. How you got to deal with the devil. I don't want to just, I'm not going to glorify the devil today. I want to talk about the next portion of the scripture. But if you don't know who your enemy is, so those people try to say, I can't stand when people talk about the devil. And that's why you're losing the war. How you going to win if you don't know your enemy? I'm not going to just teach you that Jesus wept. No, I'm going to teach you how to get your enemy. I'm going to teach you how to walk into territories and say, I'll take that. Get your hands off of that. That is mine. Move aside. I'm going to teach you how to bind and loose. I can't hear you. I'm going to teach you how to deal with principalities, powers, power, rulers of darkness of this age. I'm going to show you how to operate in the spirit realm so that you can take the places you're supposed to take on the earth. I got a lot of churches I can tell you where to go if you just want a nice message. But if you're here to take over, you're at the right joint. John chapter 10, verse 10 goes on to say, I have come that they may have life. And that they may have it more abundantly. Now, I love that word that they may have. Because that word that they may have, that, 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 those words there, the phrase, it means this. It means to have or to continually possess. To continually possess. Have you ever felt like you had something for a moment but you lost? Uh, some of you in the room, you felt like you were healed, but then all of a sudden, what area you were healed in, all of a sudden the sickness came back. And the enemy almost seemed like he robbed you of your healing. But the promises of God is that you continually possess. So you, I'm giving you something to work with. Now I'm giving you language. It's your job to work it. I'm giving you language. It's your job to work it. So tomorrow in the morning when I get up and the enemy tries to make me think I'm no longer here, you look at that devil and said, he said, I will have it. I will continually possess. Back up, fool. say this, some of y'all fighting people on the earth. The Bible says this war is not with flesh and blood. And you've been fighting people when there's a spirit behind it. And until you overcome the spirit, it's going to keep showing up in different bodies. Y'all player. That's why you got the same crazy boss, but a different job. That's why every one of your bosses has always been crazy. Because you never overcame the spirit. So it just kept showing up in different bodies in the kingdom. You cannot go to the next level until you pass the test. You preach it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It's important. Continually possess. But this is what he says. This is what he wants you to have. Life. And at, at, at first glance, at first glance, Mom Jackie, it might just seem like, like, you know, okay, yeah, man, he want me to live. But it's a specific kind of life. The, the life there is a Zoe life. And it suggests a life filled with vitality. I'm into that. I like that because I realize that one of the enemy's goal is to rob us of our energy. So he robs us by our energy, but getting us to focus on stuff that we shouldn't be focusing on. <laughs> making, making the minor things major and making the major things minor. So we begin to focus on people, and I know this don't sound like it's Christ-like, that don't matter. Apostle, <laughs> everybody matters, not to your life. They all matter to God. Oh. I said they all matter to God. That don't mean you matter up in my stuff. You matter to him. And I'm happy you matter to him. Because because you matter to him, you don't got to matter to me. That don't mean that I treat you. Listen to me clearly. Because I don't want you to get off balance. It doesn't mean that I treat you any old kind of way. I show love to all people. But I don't have to put my focus and my energy on you. Because you're not my assignment. You're not my assignment. 
But because you matter to him, you are somebody's assignment. You're just not mine. So I don't have to trip out. Some of us, I got to move, but some of us are tripping out about like you're God. You got a God complex, my man. You got a God complex, my sister. You got a God complex. You feel like if you don't do it, that it's not going to be done. That's why some of you will break up with your ex and they be concerned about him. I know they ain't got no real family out here. That's why I, that's why I caught, they ain't got nobody in Southern California. They mama over there on the East Coast sold the heck what? I've got to move on with my life. You matter to God. You ain't got to matter over here. Abundant life. Life filled with vitality. Listen to me very clearly. Please look at your neighbor real quick. And you're going to talk to him real well. So you might as well, if they breath stink, I apologize. But would you please, would you please look at your neighbor and, and tell him real quick, you got to protect your energy. You got to protect your energy. Because if I waste energy on you, I have no energy for purpose. So I sold for my assignment and I can't even fulfill my assignment because I wasted, I got robbed of my energy fooling around with you. Life. Life. It's life filled with vitality. But I sense in the room that some of you have been waking up in the morning having eight hours of sleep, but waking up in the morning tired. And I offer to you today that what is happening is that that thief has been stealing your energy. But the promise of God to you, I feel like running, the promise of God to you is that he's going to give you life with vitality, vitality, vitality. Your energy is coming back. If you received it, I'll just lift my hands real quick. Your energy is coming back. I prophesy to you that you're about to go up to the next level in energy. It's about to change real quick. It's about to get real quick. I'm telling you, your energy is coming up. You see it, please. It's important for you to understand this vitality. Something different on this at 1230. But he said this. The word that he goes on to say is that it's not just life, but it's abundant life. And that Greek word for abundance, it kind of connects to what we talked about last week. Is that it, it begins to deal with this not just being regular, but it's extraordinary. It's even exceeding. It's not just abundance, but it's superabundance. So whatever we've seen abundant life as, in our mind, God is superseding that idea. He's gone far beyond that. Now, if you have a good imagination like I do, I have seen a lot of abundance on my side of things. Hello? Uh, in, in, in my visions and in my dreams, I, 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 I can be found in the middle of the day seeing the future. You understand what I mean? And I'm not talking about your future. I'm talking about my own future. Man, I ain't sitting at home all day thinking about you. I'm at home sometimes thinking about my future and I begin to sometimes begin to see where the Lord is going to take me and I see bi-coastal homes and I and I see all this stuff that God is going to do not just to have them but to change the world on many coasts you know what I mean I was just on the east coast yesterday and came back to the west coast and the Lord whispered in my ear get used to this I said okay I hear you he said this will be a time in your life that I'm bringing you into he said I'll take you from one coast to the next coast in 48 hours you'll go change the world and come back home and go to sleep with your babies it's important for you to understand that God has so much big vision for you his dream is bigger than your dream for yourself it's bigger it's bigger it's bigger super abundant this life that he has for you your, your, your finite mind can't even capture it that's why he drops it in pieces he has to drop it in pieces to you because if he ever dropped all of it on you, you would not believe he could do it for you or through you. Some of the stuff that God is doing through me right now, I'm like, God, I'm happy you didn't tell me about this. Because I surely would have told you hell to the no. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? Y'all can fake if you want to, but that's so what I would have told God. I am not doing it. If you know that, if I knew all that was going to happen, nope, I ain't going. So he did right to say, I'm going to give you one piece at a time, my man. I'm going to give you one piece. It's like a puzzle, and let you put it together as you go. 
Abundance. Ooh I got so much more message, so let me move. Abundance is the important thing that you realize that God wants to give to you. So the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes that you might have life, but not just life, life as we have never known it. It's coming to you, you have never seen it. You have never known it before. This is what I need you to understand. Heaven gives, hell steals. Very simple concept, but if you're taking notes, write it down. If you're not taking notes, here it is. Heaven gives, hell steals. Heaven gives, hell steals. So in order for me to go to my next level in life, and this is where it's going to get strong, and I need you to keep that same belief that I'm preaching the truth now, what I'm about to say to you in the next 10 minutes and 32 seconds. Listen. That God wants you to not be connected with hell because hell steals. But he wants you to be connected with heaven because heaven gives. Let's say it differently. Heaven is generous. Hell is stingy. Heaven is generous. I prove it. Your favorite scripture that some of you, the only scripture that you can quote. John 3, 16. Let's say it together. One, two, three, four. I wouldn't have died for y'all the way y'all just read his scripture. But, but, uh, but, but I'm not God. Thank you, Jesus. But, 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 yeah, but, 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 but notice this. For God so loved the world that he gave, and not just gave, pay attention, gave his only. So God is a sacrificially giving God. He, he gives by way of sacrifice. He doesn't just give ordinarily. He's extremely generous. Is that making sense to you now? Let's take a trip. Take a trip over to Malachi chapter 3. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3. And let's, let's hang out in verse number 8. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 8. Will a man rob God? Paul. Hell steals. Heaven gives. Hell steals. Heaven gives. Gives. The, the, the thief in John 10 and 10 wants to make you the thief in Malachi 3. And eight. The thief in John 10 and 10 wants to make you the thief in Malachi 3 and 8. Y'all still here? Yeah. Will a man rob God? Yeah, you have robbed me. But you say, God, in what way have I robbed you? Here's his answer. In tithes, and in offerings. Let's talk. Now, before I start talking, this is what I got to do. Because some of you come from all kinds of church backgrounds. So let's deal with this real quick because I'm not going to play with you and your demons today. Move your past history out of the way. Don't bring that to the table in this message. I want you to listen and receive what God is trying to say to you. Nobody's trying to get anything from you. Nobody's trying to take anything from you at all. God is trying to get something to you. And if you pay attention, you will not get lost. Some of you, you're already checking out because the robber is strong within you. <laughs> the robber is strong within you, so you are automatically moving to thievery town. You're checking out on me. But if you want to be like God, you want to be generous. If you want your life to go to the next level, because I need you to get this, the concept here is that we want to make sure that we're getting all we can get out of this life. The ground does not give up to people who don't sow too. Plain, simple. Seed only comes to the sower. That's the Bible. I don't care about your stingy opinion. Can I tell you where the spirit of poverty is found mostly? 
church people. The tables I get to sit at, people are talking about stuff coming through. My wife and I sit at tables and people are talking about, oh yeah, we just had $3 million come in this week. We sit at tables with people, they're like, oh yeah, we just had this thing that came through for $10 million. Why am I telling you this? Because oftentimes church people are so small-minded. And the spirit of poverty have you gripping your purse right now. Because you think that if I ever give out of what I have, I'll never get. That's what poverty tells you. Say amen to me. Don't act like you don't understand what I'm saying. It's important that you realize God is trying to get something to you. And only poverty will put you in a place where you ignore God's message to you. I don't care. And can let me say that I do care. I apologize for every preacher that's tried to manipulate you. I apologize for every pastor that had building funds but no buildings. I apologize because I know there's some geezers out there. I know there's some, you know, some silly acting people out there. But don't take your past experience and apply it to this one. I'm trying to help you go to the next level. Are you understanding this? And because you had a bad church experience, don't mean you shouldn't submit to another. You ate bad food, but you look like you still eat. Let's move forward. Have you robbed God? What does it say? You say it. I ask you a question. You say it. In tithes and in offerings. That's how you rob God. What is the tithe? Tithe is tenth. Ten percent. The ten percent of our gross income that we bring to the Lord. This is what's important for you to understand. The enemy wants to rob you so much because we think that we don't even have the ability to be generous to ourselves. So some of us today, your love has been messed up for yourself. What do you mean, apostle? Because you don't save. It's not a God problem. It's a people, it's an everybody problem. You don't like God, you don't like yourself too. Some of us, not all of us, some of you. How, do, how can I prove it? Because you will not save to protect your future. So some people are looking at me right now and say, you don't know me, man. I can't save. Not true. Not true. I want to ask you a question. I asked the 10 o'clock experience. What is that day when they, you can get like uh, the, the fish fillets at a special price? Huh? Friday. I just want to know who knew. Because... Because when you spend money on your fish fillet, you, I don't, I'm trying to help you go to the next level. You want to stay broke? Wrong church. When you spend money on a whopper, people still eat them? People, I don't know. When you spend money out here on eating out, you have money to save. scared of the spirit of poverty. I'm not scared of it. I'm here to overtake it. Uh, 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 if, so if you're going out, you have money to save. Otherwise, get you a ham, turkey, whatever you like it, sandwich ministry. You don't need to go to the local shelter and make some sandwiches. Make some shell sandwiches right there in your house. Whatever kind of sandwich you like. And I know some of us, we're like, really? Is he coming for that? Yeah, because I'm going to tell you, you don't really love yourself otherwise. <laughs> oh, God. So, so, so when the things happen in your life and you're like, God, why didn't you come through for me? The Lord said, I did in your paycheck. Can I ask you why you feel like you always got to have beyond your paycheck? Could it be that because you don't manage what you have? Some of y'all are so dazed. I mean, it's just a daze that just come over some of this room. It's amazing. People are like looking over in the air like, yeah, just tell me when it's over. I'm trying to help you next level, okay? Because I don't want you to think this is just about tithing and giving to the house of God. No, I'm talking about giving to yourself. Let's talk about this. If you don't save, you don't care for your children. I, got, I can prove it for you. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children. So if you're not saving, you're a bad parent. 
not condemnation. I just got to put it in front of you because if I don't put it in front of you, how are you going to be faced with it? You need to be confronted. Because you can't win in everything spiritual and think you're winning in the kingdom. And you're not winning in how you handle your finances. It's a spiritual thing. It's a character issue. And the devil has tricked you into thinking because you that God is like, it's okay, baby, you ain't got nothing. I fast and pray. I seek his face. But it don't show you nothing to show for it. That's why many people prefer to just become atheists or agnostics. Because when they hang around the Jesus people, they'll have nothing. And if your God makes you poor, why would I get saved? And I know people are like, you know, oh, revival's going to come through the healing of the sick and the raising of the dead. I believe that. But I believe much revival is going to come when we're able to stand and be a resource to the world around us. There are some people on the government because you won't do what you're supposed to do with saving. God wants to make you a bank. I can't hear nobody in here. I just said something. I said God wants to make you a bank. He said, I want to make you the lender and not the borrower. Listen to me. I sat down with a non-believing person, businessman. I told the Wednesday crowd this the other day. He said, I'm trying to get out of the real estate business. I'm like, what kind of business you moving into? He said, I just want to just lend my money to people. He said, you know how many broke people are out there? I can just lend my money to them and make money of interest. I said, this man is more kingdom than the kingdom people. Say, you're going to be the lender and not the borrower. Are you getting this? Yeah. This is the first note that I want to give you. I want you to write this down. You're taking notes right there. If you're not taking notes, write this down. Here it is. Tithing is a matter of the heart. Tithing is a matter of the heart. Let me give you a scripture for this. I'm going to move fast throughout this, so I hope you get the rest of this. Got to move swiftly. Matthew chapter 6, 21. Put it up. Matthew chapter 6, 21. Matthew 6, 21. Okay. For where your treasury is, that's where your heart is also. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. Here's a question that I want you to write down and I want you to think about. What is most important to you? It's a question I want you to write down and I want you to consider. What is most important to you? It's the most important thing to you. I offer to you that many of us is us. We are the most important things to ourselves. We run our lives by our own pleasure. We run our lives by what we think and what makes us happy. We become the major focus. For many of us, we are self-centered. Our lives and everything around us is orbiting around us. Only problem with that is that Jesus was selfless. So we cannot call ourselves followers of Christ being selfish. Are you getting this today? It's a matter of the heart. Generosity, period, is a matter of the heart. Not just tithing, any part of giving. Because I want you to understand that you need to give love freely. You need to give compassion freely. You need to give joy freely. It's, a, it's where your treasury is, your heart will be fine there also. Let's go to the next thing that I want you to understand. Tithing is the Bible way. Can I give you some scriptures? Okay, fact check me. Okay, let's go. You can, you can read later. Genesis chapter 14, 8 through 20. Read it on your own. Here's another one. Genesis 28, verse number 22. Read it for yourself. Leviticus chapter 27, verse number 30. Okay? Um, and Deuteronomy chapter number 26, verse 1 through 2. Listen to this. God's kingdom is built on multiplication, not division. Not division. God uses the tithe as an investment where everyone involved gets a return on the investment. Obviously, the church and the kingdom of God are already blessed. So God is not doing this so that you can bless or make the church bless or the kingdom of God bless. God's nature is also to bless the giver and everything in life. He doesn't want you just to give stupid people talking about, you better give, you better not expect nothing back. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. 
the kingdom of God is a kingdom that gives back to the giver. Are you getting this today? Here's the next thing. Tithing is for the win. W-I-N. Tithing is for the win. If I'm tithing, I'm winning. Let me tell you why. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 31, verse 4. Y'all still with me? Yes. Some of you are like, nope. 2 Chronicles chapter 31, verse 4. Moreover, he commanded the people who dwelt in Jerusalem to contribute uh, and support for the priests and the Levites that they might devote themselves to the law of the Lord. Next verse. And the Bible says, um, and verse 5 says, as soon as the commandment um, was circulated, the children of Israel brought in abundance of the fruits of grain and wine, oil and honey, and all the produce of the field. And they brought in abundantly the tithe of what? The tithe of what? Okay. And the children of Israel in Judah who dwelt in the cities of Judah brought the tithe of the oxen, the sheep, and also a tithe of the holy things which were consecrated to the Lord their God and laid them in what? Laid them in what? They laid them in heaps, in large amounts. Heaps, in large amounts. Listen, verse 7. And the third month, in the third month, they began laying them in heaps and they finished in the seventh month. And then Hezekiah and the leaders came and saw the heaps. They blessed the Lord and his people Israel. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. And Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring offerings into the house of the Lord, that we had enough to eat and plenty left, for the Lord has blessed his people and what is left is in great abundance. Somebody say great abundance. So tithing is for the win of all, the kingdom of God, and for the wind of your own life. If you believe it, say amen in here. Here it is. Here's the next thing I want to give you. Tithing stops the devour. Come on, y'all. Tithing stops the devour. Let's go back to Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. The Bible says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. That there may be what in my house? What did I just say? Food in my house. And try me in this, says the Lord. Now, this is the only place in Scripture where God allows you to test him. Try me. Try and see if it works. Only place in Scripture. I need you to pay attention to that. The only place in scripture where God says, try me. He says, try me. Try me. And this is what's going to happen. He said, try me and in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing. Let's deal with that for Open the windows of heaven. Listen to me. Offerings don't open windows. You, I just read it. Tithe opens windows. So if the window is not open, some of your blessings are being held up. Did I go to move to a Catholic mass? What happened in here? I mean, we, this is 1230 mass. I mean, what is this? I mean, is this the same church that was running around here screaming and hollering earlier? I mean, that thing is a holy hush. <laughs> Mercy. Bring all the tithe. I've never seen my church this quiet before. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse. Bring all of it to the storehouse. Then they made food in my house. Try me in this, says the Lord. I will not open to you. To who? To who? To who? This is for you. It's for you. It's not for anybody else. Is the kingdom of God going to advance whether you tithe or not? Yeah. But you miss out on what's for you if you don't tithe. Is, the, is God going to build what he wants to build? Yeah. Our life's still going to be saved? Yeah. People going to get delivered? Yeah. It's happening right now and a bunch of you don't tithe. So that's your answer.
So we know the kingdom of God advanced with or without you. The thing is that the kingdom of God doesn't want to advance without you. He said, this is for you. I need you to look at your knucklehead neighbor and tell him it's for you. It's for you. It's not for anybody else. Are you getting it? It's not for, it certainly ain't for me. It ain't, it ain't for here. It's for you. What's going to happen? It's going to open the windows. Ahead. Give me verse 11. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Thank you. And pour you out a blessing. Look at this. It's so big, you don't have enough room. That's that super abundance. And, and, and now, I know there got to be at least 10 tithers in here. So y'all should have been praising God right there. At least 10. I know there got to be at least 10. Uh, uh, in the room. So, so when I say that kind of stuff, you should have, tithers should have praised the Lord real quick. People who really tithe. He said that there was coming. See, you haven't been putting a demand on the right stuff. You've just been giving it begrudgingly, which is what he doesn't want, by the way. He wants a cheerful giver. And if you begin to give cheerfully and begin to believe, so when it doesn't look the way you expect it to look, you tell hell, give me my stuff. Because the Lord said, I would have so much that I have not a room enough to receive it. What that means is God is not just blessing me to bless me. He wants to bless my mama, my daddy, my brother, my sister, cousin them, Uncle Bob, Auntie Joe. I want to be able to minister and help everybody around me. I hate poverty. I hate poverty. I hate the spirit of poverty. I hate that spirit that wants you to have less than. I speak over your life tonight in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of poverty be broken off of you. I decree over this house. We shall be a people that walk in purpose, walk in power, and walk in prosperity as well. Lift your hands. I release ideas. Ideas to every tithe. I release it now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I release ideas and witty inventions. Be released in the name of Jesus. That you will begin to know where you're supposed to go. What you're supposed to do. I decree to open doors. The right tables. I decree it in Jesus' name. Okay. Next verse, verse 11. I got to go. Verse 11. And I, this is my favorite part. This is where you're going to praise them real strong. I'm just telling you what to do. I'm helping to prepare you. Here's the last point. Tithing stops the tither. This is my whole message is in this last point. God's going to block hell and release heaven. That's my whole message. That's not, my whole message was in this last part. All of that was the introduction but this. I said that he is about to block hell and release heaven to every time they in here. I said he's about to block hell and release heaven. I will, hold it. I will, I will rebuke the devourer for you. I'm going to re rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Look at this. So he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. I guess I might just look down at your feet real quick. The ground of your life. Some of you have been letting stuff come in that's not allowed in. Because I'm a tither, God done put up walls around my ground. And this devil that tries to come in and try to steal from me. Come on. The king of the palm of that tries to come in, eat up my resources. God is saying that he's blocked the devourer from the fruit of my ground. And nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you. And his will says the Lord of hosts. Here's my word to you. The devourer is not going to win anymore. As you begin to align yourself in every area of your life. Heaven gives, hell steals. Heaven gives, hell steals. Heaven gives in every area. Heaven gives, hell steals. I am not going to align myself with hell. I refuse to be a robber. 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 I'm not in Jesus' name going to allow myself to move into robbery. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. And because I'm a giver, because I'm a tither, everything I do is about to prosper. Everything I do is about to prosper. Everything I do is about to prosper. I'm telling hell, get your hands off my stuff. Get your hands off my stuff. I'm arising in faith. 
I'm a rising in faith. I'm a rising in faith. I'm a rising in faith. Heaven gives, hell steals. Heaven gives, hell steals. And the robber's not going to live in me. Woo! Lift your hands. Thank you for that word, God. Come on. Come on. I feel like an anointing to be generous is coming upon these people. And I'm not just talking money. I'm talking about every area of your life. I feel like a generous spirit is coming on you. You're gonna the devil has made you become stingy and hold back because of the fact that he wanted to stop your blessings because he knows that seed only came to sowers so he wanted to make you one that did not sow and those who were sowing he wanted you to miss the revelation of the tithe so he got you stuck in an offering but then the windows were not opening but I decree open 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 I decree that the windows open now I decree that the windows open now Based upon my faith aligning, based upon my faith aligning, may the windows be open. Come on, lift your hands and worship into that. I feel the generational curses of poverty is being broken. Come on, just worship, children. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Give your voice. Put your worship in the room. Put your worship in the room. Come on, that's the place where he transforms your mind. Ask Jesus. Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. Transformation happens in the presence of the Lord. Come on. That's it, Zion. Lift your voice. Woo-wee. Yeah. Yeah, come on, don't let go of that. Yeah. 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 Come on, he's shifting some of our hearts. Yeah. 